Hi, this is Maggie. Hi, this is Jackson. And welcome to the Behind the Veil podcast. Our mission is to give off-the-cuff, authentic wedding planning advice because it's important for engaged couples to have a knowledgeable resource when embarking on their planning journey. Today on the Behind the Veil podcast, episode 10, we're talking about choosing the caterer. Season 1, episode 10. Thank you guys for joining us today. And we're, we're actually starting a new journey uh, and it's booking your vendors. You know, we, we had uh, a few episodes where we talked strictly about what it takes to plan your wedding. But now we're starting a new journey with you guys that have been following, uh, following us. And, and those that are just joining us, we welcome you because we're starting this journey about strictly booking your, your vendors. And today we're talking about choosing your caterer. Um, and we have Maggie with us today. Hi. And she's uh, glowing. <laughs> and um, uh, she's glowing at the right time because outside it is gloomy and ugly. And it, I'm in my rain boots today. Yeah, and I actually, <laughs> I meant to tell you earlier, I love those boots. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, you know, today we want to focus on choosing your caterer. Um, and this is very important because this is a part of your guest experience, right? Right. Um, they say... The key to a man's heart is... <laughs> yes, yeah, just something, right? <laughs> so, um, but I think the key to your guest heart is also uh, with the food. The food and the menu and, you know, and also just your experience as a, as a couple that is having your wedding catered by professionals. So we want to talk about that and, and focus on that today and give you guys some information and tips on... Uh, what to look for, and, and how to vet those caterers. Well, hello. How are you? Um, definitely, I think there's there's so much I can say on this topic that I could have four episodes just dedicated to this. So I'm going to try to be brief and condensed. Um, so one of the things I think is most important when you're choosing your caterer, uh, it's to go to the venue and kind of start with their preferred vendor list. And I keep harping on this point because... I feel that you're going to find that when, when your vendors have a working relationship, it makes everything easier for everyone, not just um, for the client because it makes it seamless and smooth, but also for all the players involved. And that always produces an even more fantastic event. Like we have some venues in town that we've been wor- working with them for seven years. And the neat thing is that they've maintained the staff for the past seven years. And so have we. So we're almost like family and we spend more weekends with them than we do with our own families. So it's great because we know what to expect from each other and we're kind of there to help each other out. And I think that that's one of the most valuable things you're going to find. I know sometimes as a consumer, maybe we see a list of preferred vendors and we we kind of shy away from it and we think, oh, they're going to be more expensive because they're part of the list. And that's not necessarily true. What it is, it's these are seasoned professionals that know how to do what needs to be done to make the event happen at the venue of your choice. And I think that that's what we have to take away from that. And there's usually going to be more than one. So it's important that you sort of meet with them and see which one is more 
keen or more attuned to what it is that you're looking for. And you're probably going to have very different price points as well. So um, always kind of explore your options and see which way you want to go. Right. And I think having a staff that's been there for a few years, it's a testament to consistency and it's a testament to quality. Because you're going to get quality advice and information on how to produce your wedding here. And um, one thing I remember about visiting a venue is them telling me deliberately, this is the caterers that we work with. Because they know what they're going to get from the caterers. And they, they know, like, it's, it's not just about the food and the quality of food. It's, you know, how do these caterers break down, you know? Do they leave the venue the way they found it? And that was one of the first things you told me when I asked you, now, how are you able to develop these relationships with these venues? And one of the things that the venues locally love about Inspired Events and your company is that you guys leave the venue the way you found it. Yes. And it's very important to us because at the end of the day, that's also our reputation. It's not only our, our results with the client, but we also see the venue as a client because they're a big source of referral for us. So definitely it's very important that we follow the rules and that we do it the way it's supposed to be done. And having said that, I think that it's, it's a mutual relationship. So there are venues that we won't work with because they may not have the standards that we feel need to be in place to deliver a quality product for the end user. So um, just like there are planners we won't work with or just different vendors in, in, in different categories, it's not that... It's not a testament to, to what they do. It just doesn't fit in to our overall kind of work environment and our mission right. and, and how we like to treat our clients. Um, everybody has kind of their own way of doing things, so to speak, and we have ours. And we have a great list of vendors all across the board. You know, I have florists that I've been working with over 10 years. My DJ, I have only used one DJ company in the past 11 years because consistently they deliver. And um, we just, we're like family. And you hear it from your clients. And I hear it from my clients and I hear it from other venues. It's not just that they deliver with me, they deliver with, with their, um, their clients in general. Right. So to us, it's very important. Same thing with my cake vendors, um, especially one of them I've been working with since the very beginning. So I just feel that it's, it's important that not only that we feel comfortable with them, but that we feel that we can deliver our product and our services properly at their venue. We have some venues that want to make it so difficult for caterers to come in and work, and they don't realize that at the end of the day, you're hindering us, but you're also hindering the couple. It's about them. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. Right. So... Um, it's important that they understand that and, and those venues that maybe don't subscribe to that way of thinking may not be a venue that we want to work with. Now, you know, when it comes to your caterer of choice, right, there's so many months in between where you, you know, after your tasting, you don't really get a chance to really vet the, the caterer or have like this... Um, post experience from the tasting. Mm -hmm. So how do you ensure from the very beginning that you've 
gotten this right. Because with me as a photographer, one thing that I've learned is that my couples are a lot more comfortable going with me when they've experienced me with a engagement session phase where they've communicated with me, they've told me what they wanted, I deliver on those, which is something that you talk about a lot in the beginning is delivery. And uh, I deliver the photos in a timely manner, promised timely manner, and then the post-conversation afterwards. Do I just forget about them? Do I reach out to them? You know, what is the communication like? And I find that when as a photographer, when you take a couple through that engagement session phase, it makes them a lot more comfortable moving forward. But then as a photographer, now that I booked the wedding, what happens after that? What is the process like? So as a professional caterer that's been doing this for almost 13 years now, what are some of the things that questions, um, questions that need to be asked or some of the things that need, that couples need to know when it comes to the consultation and the inquiry to the consultation. So one of the neat things about us is that we're a little bit different than most catering companies because we don't just do catering. So we one of, one of the things that, that I decided to do in the beginning is kind of include a day of producer. And the day of producer is not just, oh, she's there the day of and that's it. She's helping you from the very minute you sign the contract with us. And because we normally don't just do the catering, we do rentals. We include the plates, the silverware, the china, the linens, the tables, the chairs, all of those things so that we get to work with the client and helping them in that decision-making process from the very beginning. Mm. So we're not just, okay, come try our food. Okay, it's good. Goodbye. No, we're there during the entire process. And I feel that that gives a lot of ease to the client because we are always available. We are always answering their questions. We do a design meeting with them. Um, let's say that you decide that you're not gonna do like an all-inclusive package with us. You're only gonna do food and beverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit different because obviously we don't visit the florist with you and we don't help you choose your vendors and we don't, but we still go on a walkthrough with you. We still work on a timeline with you um, because those are the things that are important. We may not be coordinating or producing the event in that situation, but we need to know when you want your toast poured, and we need to know when you want the bar open, and we need to know when you want the food served. And I will tell you from prior experience that we've worked with planners that have phenomenal, fantastic reputations, and they're very well um, experienced in hotel weddings, Mm. but they may not be so well experienced in off-premise locations and we actually had to step in and be like no you really don't know this venue as well let me give let me kind of give you some pointers and guide you through this because you're going to be better off doing this here and this there and closing this floor and opening that and kind of guide them through the process so I think that being that we're more than just caters it kind of eases that phase and it kind of helps everything work seamless we love to work with planners. We can really adapt and kind of just almost fall into their schematic for the day and help them put it together. So we can actually kind of, I guess, be like, I don't know, uh, kind of go one way or go the other and, and kind of be the chameleon <laughs> on your day and, and kind of make it work in whatever situation we're, we're put in. But 
definitely, I also feel that and with any vendor, if you just have a meeting, let's say you have the tasting and then you don't hear back from them or, or they kind of fall through the wayside, it may not be the right vendor for you. Because I know in the past we've spoken about the client experience and it's not just about the product you're selling. It's actually probably least about the product you're selling and more about the experience you're giving. So I feel that whether you're a caterer, a photographer, a florist, you kind of always need to be in the loop and kind of make the client feel like you're always going to be accessible to them. Right, and I think that reminds me of a concept that I subscribe to, which is depth versus width. You know, width, you know, I show up in the meeting, I show you all the bells and whistles, and I share the past client stories, and I wow you in the meeting, which I've seen a lot. I wow you in the meeting, and then after that, it's just a downward experience. Right. But with your approach, it's inquiry, consultation, there's tasting, but with what you offer, it gives you guys the, the chance to go in depth as far as in detail, as far as communication. And it's actually something that I saw from the very beginning when I looked at your reviews, which is almost two years ago now. I'm like, wow, when I read your reviews, like one thing that is consistent, it's, it's like a theme that when it comes to communication, like Priscilla is rocking it. Like she yes. really makes people, she really makes the couple feel hurt. And that's very, very important. I know this is like about catering and, you know, it's, it's about taste and, you know, what your palate subscribes to and the kind of menu that you, you want to build for that day. But if we could just go beyond that, and we could tap into, uh, again, the experience and the other intangibles that um, we don't really see advertised, but that are very important. Mm -hmm. Because when you think of catering, you think about the tangibles. What do they offer? What menu can they build? We're multicultural. So, you know, he has, you know, his side of the family. I have my side of the family. We think about all those logistics and all those tangibles. But they're intangibles also. So, you know, when you have a couple that are thinking about the logistics and the tangibles, you know, when we're going to um, slice the cake, uh, who is going to pass out the cake? Is it going to be, you know, our staff or is it going to be the venues? Like, that's great and all, but what are some of the intangibles that couples should think about when it comes to you know, choosing that caterer that you've had to build yourself. It's like going to the gym and building a, a certain muscle. Right. Something that you had to learn that was either hard for you, like early on or a struggle for you, but that you kind of got a, a flow on and that kind of like has transcended to your, your staff. I think that definitely the communication side was something that we struggled with in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because as you're growing and you have more clients to service, there's only so many hours in a day. And we find in our industry, most clients want to meet on the weekends or want to meet after hours. So it was kind of finding that sweet spot of making it accessible, but at the same time, cutting out some of the fluff so that we can make it affordable. Because sometimes accessibility comes with a price tag. Right. Right. And we wanted to make sure that we were accessible to our clients 
and we gave them great service, but at the same time, we have to make a living. So how do we make that happen? And, and that was a process that I think took us a little bit. And um, we've been very fortunate because, yes, I feel like we've been able to really uh, make it happen and get there to where consistently people are, are very happy and pleased with our service. You're always going to find one or two that you didn't please, and that's okay, you know? Right. Those are growing pains, and, and at the end of the day, that's why one of the things we always stress is you want to feel the vibe of the vendor because not everybody's going to vibe at your frequency. So what you're looking for may not be what we offer, or what we deliver, and that's okay. Um, and so it did take us a little while to get there, but we got there and, and we're very pleased with the results that we've gotten. And I think that that goes across with the venue as well. Um, I go back to this importance between the caterer relationship with the venue. You're gonna have, I think one of the biggest distinctions between a quality venue and a venue who's just there to go through the motions is um, those that have beautiful kitchens or, or a beautiful prep area and they let you use it and those that want to charge you for it or that um, have it and unless you're their in-house caterer then you can't use it and you can't use this and you can't use that and you have to you know we've had instances where we've had to fry hors d'oeuvres in a parking lot well how does that serve our client mm -hmm. you know it's not about us struggling and, and us making we're going to make it happen it's not about that but it's that's already going to leave like a bad taste in everybody's, you know, arena because, wow, they made us fry in the parking lot and they have a stellar kitchen upstairs. And, you know, maybe they never informed the client that they had to pay the extra $500. Maybe they did, but, you and know. And the guests have to see that coming in. And the guests have to see that. So that's a negative reflection on us because they're probably thinking, why? Who are these fly-by-night, you know, people that are, are doing this? Is this, you know, somebody's family member that just decided to cater the wedding? And and No. <laughs> But these are things that we have to endure. So when we create these valuable relationships with venues and we recommend a venue to our clients, it works both ways. We know that this venue is going to bend over backwards to offer the client a positive relationship, a uh, positive experience, excuse me. So um, those are things that we take into consideration. I think that with catering, obviously, yes, the food, the menu, and all of the, those things is... is psychologically what you're buying, right? Right. But we want to think of, of your guests as well. And I feel that sometimes our clients are so concerned about giving them the perfect menu that maybe we go a little bit overboard. And we have to analyze the fact that you're serving 100, 120, 150 people at the same time. Not everybody has the same taste buds. Right. Not everybody has the same taste palettes. There's food allergies. Whether there's choose chicken or fish or You know, there's a reason why chicken is so popular. And right. it doesn't have to be rubbery chicken. Right. There's so many ways to prepare chicken because but it's something that you're gonna find most people like. Same thing with certain types of fish. Um, you wanna get creative, get creative during your hors d'oeuvres. We have so many different options and, and we can always customize things. Because we feel that an hors d'oeuvre is not something you have to taste. But when they put a plate of food in front of you, that's your meal for the evening. So if you don't get to eat that, you're probably going to leave hungry. And as much as we love, you know, late night runs through the drive-thru, that's not really what we're leaving with. Uh, we want our guests to leave with, right? On the wedding, On the wedding day. Yeah. So um, it's important that, that you work with your caterer in creating the right menu for you. 
the right menu for your venue. I think that's also very important, and that's something that we work with our clients on. Not every venue is conducive for certain foods. So what's going to work where you're choosing? What are the time constraints? What are the prep constraints, and what are the serving constraints? Those are all things you want to think about when designing your perfect uh, uh, menu. So this is why I think that when you're choosing the right caterer, you want to meet with them, you want to come already with a venue in mind, or if you're going to meet with them early on, have them refer you certain venues, um, and, and that way you can kind of create that seamless experience for yourself and your guests. You know what? I, I love that because um, there's a, a business coach that uh, I have a good relationship with, and he says where the synergy flows, the energy goes, right? I like that. So the, the fact that you're, you're saying to our couples that are listening, either come with the venue in mind or if you don't have a venue, uh, allow me to refer you to some venues. You're already creating a, a foundation that'll create a good catering experience um, and a seamless production experience on the day of because I know from personal experience there's venues that even charge for warming up, having accessible yes. you know, access to, to warmers and uh, warming um, tools Absolutely. within the kitchen. Which um, even the the fridge to to store things, storage, you know. So I think I think that's a great that's a that's a great bit of advice that our couples may not think about because you're just thinking about the food and the taste of the food, but you don't think about the relationship between the the venue and the vendor or the the venue's ability to cater the relationship or curate that relationship from the venue to the vendor for your wedding and and to the you know to the to the guests, to their overall culinary experience, which is very important. And um, I like to add that, you know, there are venues where, or there are caterers that rent all their equipment, which we rent and we own um, all the things that we need to make it happen. So we, there are venues that we cater that they say, okay, you see that little spot out there? That's your spot. Make it happen. And that's fine. As long as we know in advance, just know that those costs are still going to be passed on to you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go visit a venue and you think, oh, wow, this is a little bit high. But what are you getting? Are you already getting all of those elements that your caterer isn't going to have to worry about? So they're not going to have to pass that cost on to you. Um, these are all things that kind of add to your bottom line. So you always want to see, am I paying for it here? Am I going to pay for it over there? Where is it going to make more sense for me to pay for it? Because at the end of the day, you probably are still going to end up picking up the tab. So it's important, I think, again, I just can't stress enough to have that preferred relationship between cater and venue. Because in the end, it's just going to really make your bottom line even that much more attractive. Because it's going to take into consideration everything it needs to take into consideration early on. You know, a lot of these venues make us take the trash. Well, that's an added cost. A, because we need to create the space in the vehicle in which to take the trash. And B, we need to have our dumpster available in order to be able to dump the trash. So there are costs associated with that all the way around, the transportation, the loading, the loadout, the disposing of. Um, So again, these are all things that I know that we may not think about because it's your first time doing this, 
So you want to allow the professionals to guide you through it. And, and some things as an end user might sound petty or I can't believe they're charging me for this or they're charging me for that. But understand that there's always a process behind that. Right. It's not just, oh, this. Right. What ha- you know, uh, farm to table. A lot of those, uh, the organic vegetables, the organic ingredients, all of those things carry a price tag with them. And those are things that you need to decide how important are they to you and is that something that you're willing to pay for So there are so many things to think about when choosing the caterer that I think it's important that you really do your homework in this area and maybe you do enlist the advice of a professional. In our case, we're we're so blessed Mm -hmm. that we're both experienced in the catering arena, in the venue arena, and in the planning arena because I've owned and managed venues, I'm a caterer, and I'm a planner. So I know the story from every side and every end. And you know how to combine the three. Correct. And I know how to guide you and kind of keep you in that direction. Not everyone has the experience in all three. And that doesn't mean that that's bad. Um, it just means that you're just going to need to enlist that many more professionals. And that's okay. Because in, in your market or in your, in your area, you're going to find people that love to work together and already have those network networks they're going to help it, be able to help you do that right and you know that uh, i want to first of all thank you for sharing that information sure because when i listen to you talk about the relationship and the dynamics of the added price tags or the the added work that requires more manpower it requires more time. It requires more organization. It conveys to me that everything doesn't just appear. <laughs> right. Or everything doesn't appear to, you know, it, it's like you walk into a venue or you walk into a reception and you think about, you know, the place, like the, the, the plate setting and you think about the food, but you don't think about the breakdown. You don't think about the setup. You know, like I, I had a corporate event this week at University of Miami and I got into the parking garage. Luckily, there was an elevator, but to get to that elevator, I had to walk, yes. you know, a few yards. And then I had to walk through a hallway to a second elevator to get to the fifth floor to where the event was, was going to be hosted. It was a, a stem cell research celebration. So it was a very nice event, but it took me, you know, two elevators in the hallway to get there before I can even set up. So it took me a few minutes to even get to the, the, the location of, of the event. So I think, you know, as a client, a lot of times we just think things just pop up right. and appear. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. And you, you should feel like that because that's just the vendor, you know, putting on a almost a show that you you expected um, that you know a lot of times you don't see the behind the scenes and I think that the opportunity to understand the behind the scenes within you know our conversation in this episode it gives couples an idea of what questions to ask what things to consider when it, when it comes to choosing your caterer so I love that you gave us like a behind the curtains look of you know, making sure that you can use the equipment at the venue. You know, making sure that you know where the food is going to be cooked. Because 
let's say you're thinking about sanitary issues. Right. Or let's say you have, like, I have a friend of mine that I have to think about because he's, like, gluten-free diet. You know, he has Crohn's. Oh, okay. So I have to be careful of what kind of food I serve to him at my wedding shower and at my wedding. He's a close friend of mine. And there's so many different you know, different elements when it comes to catering. This is food. This is going in someone's body, but also the logistics as far as the the equipment that the venue has made accessible, the price tag associated with that accessibility. Is it free? Is it included? Is it an upcharge? The, local, the location within the venue. Do you need more staff to make do you it happen? Sta- do you, does the caterer need to have rental equipment? Um, you talked about, you know, a disaster, yeah. you know, horror um, story in, in the beginning of your career where you had to, um, the, the venue didn't have electricity to right. up and you guys had to be creative when it came to, to right. cooking. And that's part of, you know, that's our responsibility and, and that's what we do and that's why you hire us. But um, actually hearing you speak kind of sparked an idea of maybe we should do a behind the scenes uh, episode where you come to one of our events and, okay. and we tape it um, both, you know, we videotape it. Video. So we can also show all of our listeners what actually goes into okay. putting it together. That sounds great. Um, I, and I think that when we started all of, um, when we started the podcast, one of the biggest things we wanted to do was truly educate the couples out there. And this is why I think it's important that we highlight these things because I feel that sometimes someone might see a price tag and think, oh, that's too much. But once you educate them and you explain to them how you got there, most people are going to understand. And and I've said this before. We stay in the affordable range. We're not um, super, super high-end. And, and we can be, but we choose to be in the affordable range because we think it's important that everyone has accessibility to quality. And everyone has accessibility to really having the dream of their wedding, the, the wedding of their dreams. So this was a big philosophy that I've always lived by. And, and it was very important for me when I created the company to make sure that that was part of our vision and has continued to be. Um, so I just feel that by sharing all these stories and by sharing these examples and, and really getting into it, we're educating the consumer and they're understanding why this costs what it costs. And obviously, maybe you, you, know, you hire someone that's going to charge you four or $500 a person and you don't even want to know what happens and how it happens, sure. But I still feel that it's important that we tell you how we make it happen and how um, your, your guests are going to enjoy their experience on, on your wedding day. Now, guys, um, I know you can't see me, but I'm smiling right now because I can just not only see, but hear the passion in Maggie's voice as she talks about catering. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and it gave you a behind the scenes look of what, it, what are the things that I need to think about and consider when choosing a caterer of choice for my wedding day. Um, we know guest experience is very important to you guys and we know your overall vision is the most important thing. Um, and we want to make sure that as you guys follow this journey with us booking your vendors, that you continue to think about the output. You continue to think about the result, the experience of working with each vendor of choice. Thank you guys for listening today to episode 10. 
Alright, let's talk about the passion in the room today. We all know that Maggie is the owner of Inspired Events, a catering company that's servicing South Florida and, and Destination Brides. And we got into the nitty gritty today. We got some great detailed information about, you know, not only what it takes to hire a planner, but what to expect, the kind of questions you want to ask your venue and the type of relationships that you're looking to see when you go to the venue and when you go to the caterer and vice versa so that you can almost guarantee that as the end user, as the customer, as the client, that you will have a great experience with your catering company. And we, we talked a little bit about why it's important to use the preferred vendor list as a resource. It's it's not just about the relationships there and the sustained relationships, but it's also about the familiarity, the, the ability to work within the venue space and, and know how you need to execute the day of. Uh, we, we talked about even going from the car to the elevator to the kitchen or to the venue space. There's so many logistics when it comes to putting that food on the table and bringing out those hors d'oeuvres and, and, and you, you, whether it's butler pass or it's self-serve, there's so many logistics beyond just food. And that's why it's very important that we have these conversations. That's why it's very important that we understand what it takes to plan a wedding beyond what you see online, beyond what's advertised, beyond what's talked about, beyond the fluff. And this is what Behind the Bell podcast is about. It's about raw, authentic conversations that gives you off-the-cuff advice that you just you won't see in a Stop Me Pretty blog article. So we want to thank you guys for joining us, and we can't wait to start our new series coming up, How to Book Your Wedding Vendors.